You've seen the movies. But you haven't read the comics? What? You think the comics are inaccessible? That's Steve Vinson. That's Paul Schultz. And we've got issues. Okay, this is Craven's Last Hunt. The It's a Spider-Man 6 book series. Craven's Last Hunt uh, bound together in one spectacular graphic novel. Crossed over three titles. I read, I couldn't help myself. I went ahead and read the, you know, the background on it uh, by the writer. Um, Demetrius. Okay, Demetrius. Apparently, this is the first time that, or at least not, if not the first, one of the first times they spread a story line, like a really epic storyline across three different titles, which is a pretty brilliant marketing trick, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you just go... Yeah, you want to you want to see what happens in this you know story. You want to not lose the storyline. You got to go buy this other title that maybe you haven't been following. But oh, you collect spectacular. Guess what? Spider Man's dead, or is he? You have to buy these other series. Spoiler <laughs> alert, dude. <laughs> so what they did is they they start the story off in the web of Spider Man, and then then you have to go get the Amazing Spider Man to check out the next issue, and then Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider Man is the third title and there's two books per title and this one's pretty amazing i gotta say i loved it (laughs) i I noticed you did i couldn't like i i had to keep reading it like i would get to a point where i needed to go do something else (laughs) you know and then i would look forward to getting back to it it's one of those kinds of books yeah they keep the action going and yeah you know similar to some of the other books that we've read the action starts from the very beginning Mm -hmm. so we got this guy craven who i love the fact he's the villain and it's really interesting how they tie in like how he believes you know the modern day what we call civilization is not (laughs) civilized Mm -hmm. it's anything but civilized and where he came from is Russian aristocracy before the Soviets and before the Bolsheviks uh, brought down the Russian aristocracy. So he, you know, takes something in 1987, Cold War still going on. We hate the commies, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know, guess who else hates the commies? Craven hates the commies. <laughs> because he believes that the world before communism was better, you know, with aristocracy and nobility, and that was civilized. And now this whole concept of everybody's equal and everybody gets to share in the fruits of their labor and all that stuff. He's like, that's not civilized. I just thought it was funny because no red blooded American would agree with him until he got to the, I believe communism was a bad thing. And everybody would be like, yeah, me too. (laughs) Demetrius took a otherwise cardboard cutout bad guy and turned him into a very complex, almost relatable character. I love the opening scenes where he like rips the head off the gorilla. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, this guy's pretty badass right here. Yeah. But then I thought, eh, Spider-Man will be able to handle him, right? Because he's (laughs) Spider-Man. I love that that they open like with a funeral of a bad guy, right? Somebody who Spider-Man went up against and Spider-Man actually shows up to the funeral and gives him some money to help bury the guy. Mm-hmm. Like, just to kind of point out, hey, we're all human. Mm-hmm. We're all going to die someday. We, even though it's widely regarded as one of the greatest Spider-Man stories ever told, it's also one of the most different because he he doesn't, like, bounce around, like, 
quipping and, you know, doing his usual Spider-Man, you know, zany retorts to aggravate his villains. Yeah. It's from the get-go. It's just a dark and, well, it's literally a dark and stormy night. Well, and, you know, spoiler alert, Spider-Man's not in much of this. <laughs> nope. <laughs> this is really a Craven story, which, you know, Craven's last hunt, right? It, mm-hmm. It's almost like this is the first time that I don't want to give anything away because I'm like, I want people to go read this thing. Yeah. But let's just say that Craven drugs Spider-Man <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, gets the best of him. Yeah. And then Spider-Man goes into a pretty deep, dark place. And we're like, <laughs> he may be dead. Yeah. We're led to believe he's dead. That's for sure. And everybody reading comics at the time held their breath. You know, you read you read the, the trade paperback there with all the issues in it. But imagine having to wait a month to find out. What happened? Yeah. I'll tell you what, <laughs> those are some fun times. <laughs> this other character that is introduced shortly after Craven gets the best of Spider-Man is this vermin guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, half rat, half human. Yeah. <laughs> he seems pretty badass, too. We find out later that the only way Spider-Man was able to defeat him was with the help of Captain America. Coincidentally, uh, DeMatteis was writing Captain America when Vermin was created. A couple of years before, yeah. Oh, wow. So by this time, Spider-Man is married to Mary Jane. This came out in the fall. I want to say they were married in the summer of 87. So they're supposed to be newlyweds. Yeah. There's some pretty hot pictures of Mary Jane in here too, by the way. <laughs> it doesn't hurt that Michael Zeck is really good at drawing, you know, women too. So once Craven does away with Spider-Man, he like gets his own Spider-Man costume. Yes. And by the way... Those of you following along at home, this is not your ordinary Spider-Man costume, at least not what I'm used to. It was the first time in like 30 years Spider-Man had a costume change. I thought it was cool, but I, I still prefer his original. So yeah, it might have been a bit of a shock to you if you pick it up and you're like, who's this guy? So the the town is already like, as with a lot of these books, like the town's already thinking Spider-Man's a vigilante. Is he good? Is he bad? He's a criminal. That's who he is. A public menace. So then this dude, you know, takes over his costume, not just impersonating the Spider-Man, but becoming the Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. And not just becoming the Spider-Man, but becoming a better Spider-Man. Right. So like Craven didn't just want to bury Spider-Man. He wanted to bury Spider-Man and prove that he was a better man than Spider-Man. Right. So he's running around town fighting crime, but fighting crime in a really gruesome <laughs> way. Talk about taking no prisoners. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Spider-Man didn't necessarily mourn if he accidentally killed a criminal. This guy's killing him on purpose in gruesome ways. Didn't really help his reputation any. He did save Mary Jane from being, uh, let's say, roughly handled yes. by a couple of goons. <laughs> But then I was surprised that he just left. I thought, uh-oh, he's going to do something to Mary Jane, but he just took off. Right. Meanwhile, Vermin, who lives in the sewers, half man, half rat, starts uh, becoming more active. Mm-hmm. And just starts snatching people off the street and eating them. Right. He is a cannibal. <laughs> Again, I, I had to flip back to the, is this approved by the Comics Code authorities? <laughs> I was going to ask you if, you if you did that. I did. And uh, I'm like... Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. And I'm like, <laughs> the hell's this comic, comics code authority? Like, if they just implied that he was eating people, I'd be like, oh, okay, I could see that. But, like, they show the bones. Like, the like they show him grab the woman off the street, and then they show the gnawed bones laying next to him, and, he, and like, his mouth is drooling. And he's like, oh, 
Yum. I almost think that but at this point in the comic book code authority's existence that that stamp was kind of just like an arbitrary, you know, <laughs> they don't know what else to do so they put it on there cuz they're so used to doing it cuz it the the, the comic code authority had loosened up considerably in between this book and say uh Giant Size X-Men number 1. So anyway, so new Spider-Man goes after Vermin who remember it took Captain America and Spider-Man to defeat Vermin before. Craven dresses Spider-Man, goes after Vermin, and has absolutely no trouble at all. Partially because he plays by different rules than superheroes do. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> but he does he does uh, you know, defeat Vermin, captures him, says, see that makes me better than Spider-Man. And yeah, I guess I guess you could say, does it make you better if you just play by different rules? Like, <laughs> Spider-Man played by these same rules? And Craven's mind yeah. does. But then again, this is the guy who feels he's superior to, to everyone way back since he was a little kid. So True. and He, he, he definitely plays and, by different rules. And he rules. calls that civilization. He's like, yeah, there are just some people who are better than other people. And let, let us better people run things and you'll all be happier. Trust me. <laughs> we call that fascism nowadays. <laughs> Meanwhile, Spider-Man who has been dead and buried for most of this story. Mm-hmm. It's it's like your classic walk toward the light. Yes. No, I, I can't walk toward the light, you know. And you get the impression if it weren't for Mary Jane yeah. and their marriage, he would have just walked toward the light and that would have just been that. Yeah. And it wasn't, so it wasn't like the world needs me. It wasn't like, you know, I got to fight crime. It wasn't, I'm a great person. It was, I want to be back with Mary Jane. Yeah. So Spider-Man and Craven fight Vermin. Vermin gets away. Craven just lets him go. He could he could have went after him. You know, there's there's a reason there's there's a method behind his madness. So Craven has proven himself Spider-Man's better. So he no longer has anything to prove. So he lets Spider-Man go. But since he's already proven everything he needs to prove, and since this world is no longer a place for people like Craven. He decides to exit this world in his own way, by his own hand. So he leaves behind a confession, you know, letting everybody know what he did. Spider-Man goes after Vermin, and through, you know, no, no, small, no small troubles, he uh, <laughs> defeats Vermin. <laughs> when Gwen Stacy died and he was at that brink with Green Goblin, he gets pretty close to that brink against Vermin, too. Yeah, um, and, the, and the whole thing ends with Craven being laid to rest. And Peter Parker and Mary Jane being back together again. Yeah, this one was really good. <laughs> the best thing about this story is if you take out all the subtext, it's just a really good action story. A lot of high drama, a lot of mood, a lot of ambience, a lot of mm-hmm. action, a lot of really good dialogue. But then when you throw in all the symmetry and all the different you know levels of nuance and the fact that it's hard to tell with this book where what part of it's reality and what part of it's in everybody's heads because the line is very gray between what's actually going on and what's going on in their heads while they're, you know, I mean, obviously when Parker's buried, rather than show him pulling a Uma Thurman and digging himself out that way, he's in his head, he's go, he's pulling himself out and... After, you know, Craven drinks the big bowl full of spider venom to try to become, you know, to become one with the spider, he goes off on, like, this vision quest of all kind of bizarre stuff. And Vermin, Vermin's, like, completely insane, 
So his dialogue is like, or his mental dialogue is just like here, there, and everywhere. It's just a big scatter of what's real and what isn't. Yeah, I mean, whether you already know the characters or care about the characters or know everybody's backstory or whatever, they pull you in pretty quick. Yes. And they get you caring about not just the heroes, but the villains as well. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of accessibility, I mean, you don't have to know anything. You can pick this thing up and just start reading it. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you already know about Spider-Man, you just got to forget what you already know. And then you're off to the races. Yeah, it's very cinematic. The thing about this story, too, is even though we've been more or less keeping in chronological order with the books we've been reviewing, this one actually is the technically, chronologically, the last one that we would be reviewing. Was it Watchmen ended in, like, September, and then this started in October of 87. Mm-hmm. The reason, one of the reasons why I wanted it to go first ahead of our next story is because it was actually a much older story. Several years before this, Demetrius had pitched the idea to Marvel, but Marvel turned it down, and I think that was in 84. And then Demetrius went over to DC and was writing Batman and pitched the idea of doing it for Batman, but they were working on something else kind of similar. So they're like, no, no, it's too similar. So then <laughs> Demetrius goes back to Marvel, third time's a charm. Yeah. It was originally going to be a story about Wonder Man and his brother, the Grim Reaper, but pff, nobody gives a shit about Wonder Man. So they decided to go with Spider-Man. Nobody even knows who that is. Well, nobody outside of diehard fans, honestly, really would really be able to even care. But they went with Spider-Man. Demetrius had already created Vermin, and he was going to make a completely new villain when he stumbled across Craven the Hunter, who goes all the way back to, like, 1964, I think, with Spider-Man's lore. And (laughs) the story goes, he took one look at the guy and went, that's the guy. Because a lot of it, in in my opinion, a lot of it uh, has shades of the most dangerous game. And if you look at Craven, he's a big game hunter, and it just it all just worked. I, I don't think it would have been as good in any incarnation until this one. It's like he he had three or four years to let it gestate in his head to where it would come out as this, and it's easily one of the best comic stories from the '80s, not let alone comic book dumb. So was any of this storyline picked up in any of the movies? No, not really, but not because they weren't going to, because the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's movies, the the three of them they made, there were plans to make a whole lot of them mm-hmm. other than just those three, but they got the third one got rushed, which is why it's kind of like clunky. I wouldn't have put it past Sam Raimi to have made Craven's Last Hunt as one of the movies. Yeah. You know, one of the other things about this story... In, in terms of a lot of what we've read, it relates and it's unique is that it gets into the character of the hero and it gets into the flawed and the humanity, the flawed nature and the humanity of the hero. Right. The stakes aren't like, oh, the world's going to end and you're going to have to do something to stop it. Right. The stakes are your own humanity and your own place in this world as a hero. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a theme that's sort of run through a lot of what we've done. Is like it takes a real hard look at who is this person really? Uh, which is, as a casual fan, 
normally when I'm watching these things, it's like, nah, you know, that can be a side story, but I really mm-hmm. want the story to be the hero has to save people and not just himself. So that's the, the commonality. The thing that's kind of different here for me is Craven isn't that interested in just causing general mayhem. Mm-hmm. He hates society as it currently is ordered, but he takes that and says, therefore, there's really no place for me. <laughs> However, there is one on this earth who has made me feel inferior my whole view of life is that i'm superior and there's one on this on this planet who's made me feel inferior right i would love to leave this society but i can't do it until i've proven myself superior to this one being so the story is not craven wants to you know take over the government craven wants to destroy the planet craven wants to whatever yeah no the whole story is craven wants to one-up this guy Mm-hmm. And then from the hero's perspective, there's no, he's not like, oh, I got to save the planet from Craven. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's got to, I got to save myself from me and what this Craven guy represents about me. We, did, we just talked about the cinematic nature and how this would make a great movie, but it's also like it's great literature just from that point of view. Dimatteis likes Dostoevsky, so yeah, it's great literature. The cool thing too is Vermin's the animal. He's the absolute animal. Craven is a fusion of man and animal. Spidey is the man. So you have that whole duality of, or triology? <laughs> that, whole, that whole duality of man. Is he an animal or is he a man? Uh, yeah. What is it? The id, ego, and superego or something like that, I think, is the, the Freudian version of it. I'd have to go to Wikipedia to figure it out. <laughs> you, you'll notice it, uh, with all these books for this series that's kind of a recurring theme in just about all of them deep down inside it's the same story so it's on a level that most people can absorb because most people at some point in their life have felt like craven some people have felt like vermin (laughs) you know (laughs) the serial killers and the cannibals Mm -hmm. spider-man is this person peter parker is this person who we kind of aspire to be because no matter what happens to us, we still stand up and be the man. Yeah, I agree. All these years fleeing Russia, suffocating in America, finding release, finding honor in the jungle. All these years, and I've never known peace or calm or that elusive thing called happiness. But I feel as if I can know it now. That it's nearby, just outside, perhaps hidden in the patter of the rain, the drumbeat of the thunder. Peace. Calm. Happiness. And ending. They said my mother was insane. You've been listening to We've Got Issues. We've Got Issues is written and produced by Paul Schultz and Steve Vinson. Copyright Big Broccoli Studios. Music by Eric Fulmer. 
For more by Big Broccoli Studios, go to www.bigbroccolistudios.com.